Nick Tipping is a professional jazz bass player from Wellington who plays regularly around town and the country. He has toured with a number of international artists, including Grammy winners Mike Stern, Joey D. Francesco, Kurt Elling, as well as a few local greats like Nathan Haynes and Roger Fox. He is a member of the band The Jack, a local eight-piece which has been nominated for Jazz Album of the Year in 2014. Well, and while uh, Nick is not here with his double bass in the studio, we will get to talk to him about the PhD he is doing on Wellington's jazz scene. Wow. Nick, welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio. Thanks very much. I've got a lot to live up to. You've got a lot to live up to. What? When do you not do anything? Uh, between the hours of 4 and 6 a.m. pretty much <laughs> at the moment. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're not looking like that, so that's oh. the main thing. So, Nick, when did you have that moment in your career that you knew that, that, that jazz was, was going to be you know, your pathway? Oh man, I think it happened pretty gradually actually because oh, I went really? to what? I went to Vic Uni and did a double degree in music music history, like classical music and linguistics. And then I came out of that and thought, well, I don't really feel like that's where my life is going. And I'd picked up the bass at that point. Um, and my dad used to work at the Polytech and he said, oh, why don't you come here and do the jazz right. course? And uh, while I was there, it became Massey University. Yeah. And by the end of the the three years that I was there, I figured, yeah, this is what I want to do. So it wasn't a big flash of light or a moment of inspiration. It was just <laughs> something that happened, and lo and behold, here I am sort of 15 years later. 15 years. Yeah. Beautiful commitment. <laughs> My gosh, I really want to hear you play now. I don't think it's commitment. I think <laughs> people play jazz because they just have to. It's just a way of, of expressing yourself. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get more into that. So... Playing the double bass is not the obvious choice, even in itself. What what led you to that instrument? Well, funnily enough, my dad, again, because he was actually a bass player, nice. um, a classical bass player, and I grew up with this double bass sitting in the corner of the living room, ah. uh, just um, not doing anything, and we'd sort of get it out occasionally and have a laugh, and it sounded kind of funny and that sort of thing. And um, I don't know, I guess I inherited from him a sort of an identification with the low end of music and that's always been what I've heard when I listen to music. I hear the bass line. I don't know the words to most songs, but I know the bass lines. And so it was sort of a natural thing. I guess I tried a bunch of instruments, but the bass was, was the one that really spoke to me. That grabbed you. I do get you on leading that, that lower that lower area. That's kind of where I hang out. You're Excellent. Not, I'm, you're still, he's, he's trying to get me over the jazz line. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> okay, what about, um, I mean, that's quite a little lineup you've had of playing with people, but have you got an, an experience that was really special to you? Oh, in, wow. your, in your live musical journey? Man, so, oof. yeah, I guess the one that springs to mind is actually, you mentioned Joey DeFrancesco. Yes. And I'm an unashamed Joey DeFrancesco fan. He's a, he's a jazz organ player. He's probably the top jazz organ player in the world, like Hammond organ. And he came and toured a couple of years ago, and I just, I'd really dug his music. And it was sort of my happy place, because whenever I got stressed at work, I would put the headphones on and put some Joey D YouTube clips on. And um, I did a solo on one of the gigs up in Hamilton, and before he came rocking back in, he turned around and yelled out, yeah, Nick. And oh. I thought, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, it won't get any better than that. <laughs> I don't know. It probably will. But 
at the time. Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. definitely. I can feel the smile growing. That's pretty good. <laughs> and so also you've been, the, not only did you, you learn yourself, but then you became the head of, head of jazz at the New Zealand School of Music over 2007 to 2011. What was the culture like while you were there at that time? Oh, I think, I reckon you, if you want to see how good a school is, you look at the graduates. And I'm so proud of the people that came out of that nice. school while I was the head of jazz. I mean, we were just hearing my Ellie Manzanza. Yeah. He was he right. was there. Um, I, I don't want to take credit <laughs> directly for anyone, but I think the culture there when I was the head of jazz there, I think it was just this lovely sort of mixture of people getting together and making new sounds and trying yeah. out new stuff and and really, really digging in and, and just getting better, which I think is still the culture there now. That's why the jazz school is such an yeah. amazing place to be. Yeah. Wow. I could go on to that, but I'm just going <laughs> to, yeah. I, and I can imagine that would be also quite inspiring to be around for yourself as a musician as oh, well. Man. Yeah, you, yeah, you've heard the cliche that teachers learn from their students, but mm. I think it's absolutely true. And if you look at what's happening in the scene, you'll see teachers and students playing together all the time. Wow. It's always happening. And there's there's none of that sort of hierarchical barrier that you might get somewhere else where the teacher are the teachers and they stick to themselves and the students don't mix. It's always been it's mm. always been like that. I, I hired um, when I was newly out of jazz school I hired Roger Sellers who was the drum teacher one of the drum teachers there at the time and there was no problem. I hired him because I wanted to get better by playing with him and it was like yeah sweet, whatever, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's just you know part of the school or do you think that's of music generally? Oh, definitely both. Yeah. Um, I mean, music's a collaborative, collaborative mm. art form, you mm. know, especially jazz when you're sort of bouncing off each other and ideas are shooting around. But I think it's especially also true of Wellington because it's just this really tight, networky kind of scene and everybody kind of knows everybody. Mm. Um, and like I said, there's no sort of, there's no um, big airs going on. No one's sort of too good to hang out with anyone else. Everyone kind of digs what everyone else is doing. Town's not big enough for that. <laughs> well, no, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, it's quite interesting, though. But even in your experience, so so it sounds like you travel quite a lot as well with your music. Do you feel like Wellington has got something special? Yeah. Brewing here. Absolutely, I absolutely do. I think, um, <clears throat> and with the greatest of respect to my friends in Auckland and Christchurch, I think Wellington has the best jazz scene in the country. So there's just so much going on. Um, I took so I've been doing this PhD right on the on that, the scene. That's where we we yeah, right. want to get to, right? And, and I took just randomly, I took a thirty-one day period a couple of years ago, and I counted all the jazz gigs, and there was a hundred and five jazz gigs, public jazz gigs that you could have gone to in that thirty-one day period. And it's like that's an insane number of gigs, and it's all happening in about a square kilometre in the middle of the city. So that's in Wellington. In Wellington, yeah. I mean, show me. Show me any other style of music that has 105 gigs happening in a month. Wow. It's ridiculous. And so even on an international scale, that's kind of not a bad hit rate, really, is it? No, <laughs> no, I, I would agree. I don't know yeah. what the sort of stats are like for New York um, or for London <clears throat> or anything like that. But I would suspect if you had the sort of same, if you multiplied the population out, you'd mm. never, never get anything close to that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. So what is the pe- what, what led you to want to do a PhD in, on the jazz scene in Wellington? Well, mm, it's a very good question. First of all, 
um, I love academia. I love being an academic and thinking for a living and teaching and that sort of thing. And I had a lot of people saying, look, if you want to do that, you really need to get a PhD. That's that's now your sort of entry-level qualification. Um, And people have different things to say about that, but that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, I should probably do a PhD, but I didn't want to do one until I found a topic that was going to occupy me and stimulate me for three, Mm -hmm. three plus years. And so I sat around and I, I thought about what to do. And then I thought, well, I started thinking about no, I'll take a step back. So I was a teacher, right? I was a te- teaching local jazz musicians how to play jazz. And then I started thinking, well, this is it's very interesting. I'm teaching them a lot of American stuff, you know. And right. what does that mean? What does that say about me? And what does that say about the students I'm teaching? And what does that say about the music that we're making in Wellington? If we're listening to American stuff and trying to copy it or trying to get as good as that. And so I, that's led me down this whole convoluted path of, of sort of um, – self-examination mm. and thinking about my own identity as a musician and then I suddenly thought bingo there's my topic yeah Wellington jazz scene while so in relation to the global scene which is dominated by American stuff you know for understandable yeah. reasons yep. but then also looking at the Wellington jazz scene in relation to quote-unquote New Zealand music this is New Zealand music month yes but you don't get a lot of jazz talked about in terms of New Zealand music which is an interesting thing. It doesn't. The two don't often line up. You're right. And <laughs> but we're all making we're all making music in yeah. New Zealand. We're all New Zealanders. So why is that? And so I thought I started thinking about that question as well. Great. And it's, it's been really fascinating yeah. just trying to find some answers. <laughs> I really want to unpack that. But can we have an hour-long show? Today? <laughs> <laughs> so then. I guess the thing about Wellington, and it's something, and that was why I was interested in talking to you, you know, there seems to be lots of little hubs that Wellington seems to to foster. In your research, is there anything that you feel is is manifesting that, you know, those 105 gigs and the the top class of musicians that are coming out of Wellington at their school? And, you know, is there something specific about Wellington? You mean, is there a sound or that sort of thing? Yeah, is there a sound or is there something that cultivates the the she- or the collaborations or the or the energy or the quality or the the similarness of things that <laughs> come out? Well, I think Wellington as a town is quite it's got quite particular geography to start mm-hmm. with, and it's got pretty crap weather. <laughs> and I don't know where I read this, but I read somewhere that the places with the worst weather are the places with the best culture because everyone's always inside. Uh-huh. And so they're making the most of things, you know. Um, <laughs> that but, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I think, you know, just what I said about the Wellington jazz scene in terms of people knowing each other and working together, that's true of the Wellington music scene full stop. Yeah. So the Jack, the band I play in, we've got um, a bunch of jazz guys and we've got um, a person from the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra and we've got a drummer who's in two really big metal bands. And so you've got all of these strands all working together and that's that's Wellington. You know, you've got what Trinity Roots, all of those guys are jazz school graduates. Yeah. They don't play jazz. No. But through those connections, they, you know, I know them and they know probably half of Wellington just because of all the different kind of mm. music, kinds of music they've done. Same with Fat Freddy's Drop, mm. bunch of jazz guys in there, but they're not doing jazz, but that's cool. I mean, they're, they're still making music, but it's the network has sort of propagated that yeah. way. Yeah, it's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're lucky to be able to study it. I know. <laughs> so 
what about who in your mind, like like for Wellington, and 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 I'm a, I feel great about asking this, but my dad is a muso, and that's why it's quite special to me. But who were the instigators in the Wellington scene? Oh wow! Now that's going back. That's yeah, or even even now, you know, just in your time, people yeah. that have inspired you. Well, we've sort of got the sort of the senior generation of Wellington mm. jazz musicians, mm. uh, people like Paul Dine, Colin right. Hemmingson, Roger Sellers, um, Norman Meehan, that kind of um, kind of crowd. The people they they were there when I, as teachers when I was right. a student, and so. I think, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a jazz musician who wasn't directly affected by mm. one of those people in some way. Um, even the sort of the more senior teachers at the school now were probably students of those guys. Some right. of them are still at the school now. Right. You know, they've been there for, for decades. So, yeah, so they've, they're, they're that, there's that sort of core... Um, Lee Jackson's another guy, mm. core um, element of really, really amazing musicians who'd all been overseas and then come back and, and they're doing their thing and they're working at the jazz school and passing it on. And that's, I think, been a huge thing in enabling the scene to grow the way it has. You've got the jazz school sitting there pumping out graduates yeah. every year for it's uh, nearly 40 years now, I think. Um, and how many has it grown? Like, how mm-hmm. many are they putting out per per annum? Oh, I don't know the number rough roughly now. But um, back when I was there, we were putting out about twenty five a year. Yeah, um, wow. and these are twenty five people who've got their degree, you know, and, and mm. done three years of study. Um, so reasonably heavy musicians, and mm. they're all just there. They go out into the scene, and they're all wanting to make music, and they all do. You know, it's fantastic. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> What about the Jazz Festival? How long has it been going for in Wellington? Ooh, now, that's been going for about uh, getting on for 20 years. I think maybe 97. It was I could before be wrong. I was born. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Like, yeah. That's amazing. I yeah. didn't realise. That's quite it a has, while, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was started yeah. off by a bunch of musicians, actually. And for most of its life, it's been run just by musicians for musicians mm. um, on a complete shoestring budget. Mm. Um, and it was um, taken over by the International Arts Festival a few years ago, in about 2007, I think. Now, somebody's going to correct me on this. That's all right. Um, and I think that was a really good move. It sort of had a couple of teething problems at first, but now they've ended up with this amazing formula where you've got these really super professional people running it. Mm. And they're bringing in some really, really fascinating artists. Yes. You can check them out on the website jazzfestival.co.nz Yes, and I've got the brochure. You can get these all over town. Beautiful little you can't see it, readers, (laughs) listeners, (laughs) but there you go. (laughs) But at the same time as bringing in these amazing artists, they have opened it up to the whole jazz Mm. scene, the jazz community. And said, basically, you put on a gig and we'll promote it. Oh, and great. it's just a beautiful, beautiful model because, well, I mean, all you've got to do is count the gigs and there's over 100 yeah, in four days, you know. Huge. It's just, just, yeah, it's a vast number of things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, once again, it's, you know, from even from the comedy festival to roll out the jazz festival, mm. it's quite an amazing continuum of amazing oh. things going on in Wellington. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are incredible at the festival. I yeah. hope they're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good. Good to know. Okay. So, I love it. Nick's tell it, giving me the time sign. That's my job, Nick. Gorgeous. <laughs> okay, so just... Where so you're with the Jack? Mm-hmm. Is it the Jack that is playing as part of the jazz festival? That's right. We're on the Saturday night at six o'clock. That's Saturday the sixth of June. Oh, whereabouts? That's at St Peter's on Willis Street. Cool. Yeah, St Peter's Church. 
uh, where I grew up, actually. I grew up going to that church, so it'll be a nice right. little homecoming. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a really exciting um, concert. Um, Beautiful acoustics in there. Yeah, yeah, lovely. And lovely surroundings, old sort of wooden Gothic church. Yeah, Gorgeous, yeah, eh? yeah. yeah. Quite special and wonderful to see these places u- used for yeah. other, yeah. other events. In actual fact, they've got a, a, a special Sunday service on the Sunday morning, which is at 10 o'clock, 7th wow. of June, a jazz service. So that'll be worth checking out oh, as well. Yeah, so the, on the seventh in the morning. Yeah. Woo. Ten a.m. Morning like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Crack into it, Wellington. Okay, you get it all here. Okay, we are going to. Well, um, Nick, I can say that you did do a very good job of of uh, getting me over the line on jazz. Although I was playing something that you recommended, my daughter did walk in and go, "What's that annoying noise?" <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> she is nine. <laughs> hey, look, I always say if art if art gets a reaction, it's done its job. So. Hey, that's a reaction. There you go. All right. We are now going to listen to the Jack and the track is called Thieves in the Night. Enjoy. And Nick, thank you so much for coming on Thanks Access for Radio. It's nice to meet you and Indeed. getting excited about jazz time. <laughs> 